Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. I'm feeling myself, feeling myself, feeling myself. Okay, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) We've watched Homecoming a lot of times. A lot. But I'm feeling myself, you know why? Why? Because I'm speaking daily affirmations into my life. I believe it. I know you believe it. You should. You see them every day, too. Every morning. So I hung them on the mirror, right? Because we've got these affirmations, and we believe in them, and they're just speaking positivity into our lives. That's right. I ain't mad at you. And we are making them available for you if you want to grab your copy. That's right. We've got three pages of affirmations that we've created for you, and we have one page that you can customize your own. That's right. It's very important. You should do it. It can help you level up by believing in yourself through speaking to yourself. That's right. So go get yours at successinblackandwhite.com backslash resources. That's right. Once you get the email from us after you submit yours, please be sure to check your spam and make sure that it's not hidden in any other folder. That's right. So grab your copy and you can be feeling yourself too. For free. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast, we are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again. Yeah, coming to you live from... The house. The house. The house, the house, the house, the house. I'm really excited for this episode. Me too. Oh, we're talking today about... (laughs) I had to look. Fears. The biggest fears. You had to look... Thank you. I want to get the wording right. Okay. Yes. 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 The biggest biggest fears holding holding you back back from from being being great. great. Ta-da. We're so good. Yes. We could be like an acapella group. That was not planned and it (laughs) worked out perfectly. I was trying to get with you. You did good. You did good. But that is, that's what we're talking about today. Yes. The biggest fears that are holding you back from being great, from being successful. And I'm excited to talk about it because so many of these fears have in the past held me back and sometimes still hold me back today. Definitely. I agree with you on that. Um, Some of these in the past had a lot stronger hold on me than they do now. And then some of them, they still come up and, you know, give me a little fight every now and then. But definitely... Um, I think 
we together have worked through a lot of these, Mm -hmm. which has also helped us independently work through them as well. Yeah, for sure. And today we're going to talk about how individuals and probably how couples can work through some of these fears when you're talking about being your best selves or doing great things can be difficult. So the number one thing jumping in is the feeling of inadequacy. Mm. This can hold you back from being great. Yeah. Yeah. And what I mean by the feeling of inadequacy, this jumps up for me. This has actually jumped up for me my entire life. Um, Growing up in a small town in the literal middle of the United States where there was no water at all. Okay, let me... No ocean water. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. What y'all out there drinking? She told them no water. Like, y'all didn't take baths? Y'all... I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff. Anyway, there was no ocean water. We were landlocked. That's probably a better term, right? Yes. So we're landlocked and I have these big audacious dreams as this little girl in the middle of cows and corn and I want to talk to dolphins and I don't know why because there's no dolphins around anywhere, right? But those are my dreams and so I was always pushed and supported to follow my dreams. So I kind of started going in that route. But when I got away from my support system in order to follow those dreams, which happened to be a thousand miles away from them, I started doubting myself. I started feeling very inadequate. Um, I was not making the grades that I thought I should be making or in reality that I should have been making in order to be a marine biologist, which was my track. Um, I got a C in like biochem and I, I, my whole world crumbled. I fell apart. I retook it and I did like marginally better, like C plus or B minus or something like that. And I remember I called home and I was like, I can't do, I got to change my major. Like I feel so inadequate. I can't do this. And so, and that kind of, it stays with you. Right. And this is, this has really been a theme for my life. Like this is probably honestly one of, one of the top things that I work on um, fear wise is the feeling of inadequacy and not being good enough for what I'm doing or not being considered an expert or, you know, even when I'm leading the way in something, mm-hmm. um, whether it's professionally or personally, and I'm just, I'm succeeding. I still have this fear that people are going to think that I'm inadequate. Right. So that has held me back often. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people can, kind of agree with you on a lot of those things that you just said. Um, And I know for me, I've also felt that same way too. Um, I think the approach has been a little different um, because you know, when you are growing up, um, well, I'll say for me, you're growing up and you're in a large family. And I talk about kind of what my role was and, and kind of how the lifestyle that we live was when I was growing up. And, and you're the only boy. And I was the only boy. So you feel like there were a lot of responsibility and roles that were placed on you, a lot of things that you felt like you had to do. And you were always being, um, I guess, watched or observed. And you always felt like you had to continue to be better, to do better. And by having that mindset can also make you feel inadequate. 
And then for me and another phase of my life where you're in sports, like your coaches, Mm -hmm. they challenge you and they push you to continue to get better, to continue to improve. And that piece of making you feel like you've made it, like you don't get that because they want you to keep grinding, to keep grinding and to keep pushing. And you always feel inadequate, which in sense on the flip side provides that stress to kind of continue to push you to make you want to do more and to continue to grow and to continue to do better. Um, but when you're talking about inadequacies, like you have those and you're just like, dang. And sometimes it even puts you close to that edge of like, I just, I don't even care about this. I yeah. just, I, whatever I'll give up. Or either you go into the slump to where you're just kind of moseying through and you're not being your best self and you're not doing the best that you can just so that you can hurry up and get through it and get done because you feel inadequate. And you don't feel like you'll never be able to reach that level. Yeah. So how do you push past inadequacies? I think that one of the biggest things that you have to do to push through is to understand that you don't have to be the best at it. You don't have to be the greatest at it. You don't have to hold yourself to those standards if you continue to grow and you continue to push. Mm. I feel like that some people, they stop pushing and they stop growing and they feel like they should be great. Like that's that's going to create that, you know, that competition and and that, um you know, that bumping of heads. Yeah. So you don't have to be great. You don't have to be perfect. There's never going to be a you don't have line. to know everything yeah. as long as you keep pushing. You just can continue growing. Um, I think that's one of the best ways is to understand mm-hmm. that and to like genuinely receive that, you know, into yourself, into your spirit. Like, and, you know, I'm striving for greatness. And at this phase, this might be a level of greatness at this phase. But I know there's another level that I can get to. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, I want to get to here to where I don't have to worry about anything else anymore. And it's all said and it's all done. It's never going to be all said and all done. Right. Promise you that. Yeah. And I've talked about this before. Um, I don't know which episode. So go back and listen to them all. Um, but I've talked about this before about the feeling of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely talked about it on my social media because this is something that along with that feeling of inadequacy gets me every time. Um, and for me, one of the ways that I work past it is kind of like you said, like keep grinding, keep going in our last. No, I'm sorry. Not our last one. I think two episodes ago, we talked about knowing your stuff and how important knowing your stuff is. And so that's number one, know that you have the knowledge, like make sure you have the knowledge. Yeah. But then when those feelings of inadequacy come up, because they're going to, even if you have the knowledge, even if you have the expertise, you're still going to have feelings of inadequacy. This is human nature. Yeah. And so one of the things that I talk about is faking it till you make it. And by this, I mean, put a smile on your face. And even if you don't feel like you're the expert in your head, you know, you are so outwardly almost like fake that you're the expert because you really are. And then you start to believe it when you're in front of people. So how we said we're very different and we talk about that all the time. (laughs) I hate that saying fake it till you make it. (laughs) And I tell her that he does, but, but I don't stop her from using whatever she needs to motivate and inspire herself and to push herself because I support her in that. And if that helps her get through 
and helps her to believe more in herself and helps her overcome those inadequacies that she may think I let her do it. But for me, fake it till you make it. I hate that because the first word is the key word fake. fake. True. So I don't want to build. I know. And this is just the way that I think. And I'm wired this way. And you mm-hmm. know that I did it for a long time to where I was fake. Oh, because I was faking yeah. it to make it. Yep. And I let the fakeness take over my life. Good point. And I was fake for a long time. Yep. And I wasn't even my true self. Yeah. This, this is just Daryl talking right now. Y'all are getting like me 100%, even though we're together and we're a partner. Yeah. We still have our individuality. So this is me. But I faked it for so long. And in my mind, I thought I made it. But my perception of making it was me continuing to be fake. Ah. And I created a fake persona. Of who I thought I was because I was faking it to make it based on what someone else told me I should be and I should be doing. What a great point. So that's one of the reasons for me personally. And it's based on my life experiences and it's based on some things that I went through and I've overcome to why I don't like the fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that Mm -hmm. because for me, I got so caught up in faking it that it turned me fake. And I lived a fake life for so long. I think that's a great point. I'm not at all offended by that because, again, we have different approaches. And I think the key here is if you, in in my terms, if you fake it till you make it, you're still starting with understanding that you do have that background knowledge. You do have that expertise level. And so it's just kind of faking the personality of like, okay, I can fake this, but then you start right. to believe in yourself. Yeah. And so I think that's a good point. I mean, we're going to approach things differently. Definitely. Absolutely. And I can tell you one of the things that we also talk about that for me is the um, opposite side to that. So I don't believe in the fake it till you make it. But one of the things that we talk about, I believe in the affirmation. Yeah. So I'm not going to fake it. I'm going to be me. You're going to get me. Mm-hmm. And know that I'm not there yet, but I'm going to continue to affirm within myself, like, if this is where you're trying to go, you can do this. Yeah. You want everybody to see you. And also what they're going to get is the transformation mm-hmm. throughout the process. Mm. So they're going to know that there was a transformation. You grew from here to here. Mm-hmm. Not that you were faking it here and then you got here. And there was never really any transformation because you were faking it here and you got here. Mm. So for me, like I yeah. said, that works. So you get to see the progress. You get to see the transformation throughout the process. Yeah. And you get to know that it was 100 percent me. Yeah. And there was no fake in there. Because for me, I fall susceptible really easily if I start faking something or yeah. being somebody that I'm not. I fall into that easily. So I don't. For me, it doesn't work for me because it didn't work for me in the past. And I don't like to put myself in that position now moving forward. So if there's something that I feel like someone wants me to do or a place that someone wants me to be, I'm like, I'm not there. But you're going to get 100 percent effort out of me. You're going to get me to invest in what I'm doing and invest in myself that I can continue to grow and that I can Mm -hmm. get to this place. And you're going to be able to see the transformation throughout the process. I think those are two great approaches. And I think that you can work on those approaches depending on 
what you're doing, what your goals are, what Mm -hmm. field you might be in. If you think about professionally, sometimes you might be in a field that you have to, you have to kind of fake it it until you make it. And sometimes you can be in a field where you're more authentic. Um, And so I love those two approaches. And we talked about that. There are definitely some settings that you're going to be in where you have to put on a forward facing. For sure. You know, I feel Absolutely. like there are going to be some situations where yeah. you have to do that. And I can see where your approach would come in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, like I said, and we bring both of these different aspects, oh, yeah. both of these different approaches. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think the next big fear that can hold somebody back from being great is the fear of failure. How often does this happen? There are so many times in my life that I'm like, I don't even want to try because it might fail. It might blow up in my face. Yeah. You know, I agree. I think we all have like have that fear of failure. Yeah. Cause what if you fail too hard? Yeah. <laughs> like you see all these memes about like, you know, fail forward. And I agree. I think that, you know, failure is a part of success. I think you have to fail in order to reach your success and to reach your goals. But we all have this, like, what if it's an ultimate failure that I can't come back from? Death is the only failure you can't come back from. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey, I'm just real kind of final. talk. That's real talk. Real talk. Y'all kind just, of final, but true. Y'all got that from me. Real talk. Yeah. Death is the only failure you can't come back from. That's true. So mm-hmm. fall forward, fall on your face, smash your face, get back up. The bruise will remind you the next time. Yeah. I think we've, um, I think that so many times, especially, okay, when I look at us as a couple, I know we're talking for individuals, but I look at us as a couple in starting our business and there were so many, we failed so much. Can I just start, can can we just put that out there? We failed so many times before we found a formula that would bring us success. (laughs) We did, we just did Yeah. because we didn't know what we were doing. When you start out with something and you don't know what you're doing, I think you should expect that you're going to fail and you're going to learn from it. Like you said. Yeah. I think that, um, that's one of the things that we openly and genuinely share. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't try to put on that front like, Oh, we're just so successful. And it just happened. Like we failed so much. And we don't mind sharing that because that was a part of the process. And that's a part of the transformation that I was telling you about. Um, and, and some of it, you know, it, it was discouraging, mm-hmm. um, but we never quit. Yeah, We, we never stopped because um, we talked through it and we understood that failure was a part of the process. But in the moment, though. It's hard. It's hard. You don't think like that. You don't see, you don't be like, oh my gosh, I just failed. This is a part of the process. Let me get back up. You like mad. You frustrated. You, you want to quit. You want to throw in a towel. Yeah. Um, but we're here to tell you that in order to be great, you, you got to know fail. that some failure is going to come and how you deal with that yeah. is going to be what's most important. Right. Do you let it get you? And then you stop because you're like, this isn't for me. I've done that in my past. Yeah. Or do you use it to motivate you to do better? How to bounce back. How to bounce back. She'll post that episode. Yes, we did do that episode. Um, I think that there is an element of you fail 
And it can either be an easy, like we failed, but now we see the light and now we know exactly how to move forward. We've had those. Sometimes you fail and it's just like you're stuck in darkness and you don't know how to move out of it, but you eventually do. And I think that some of the strategies for overcoming failure in that manner are that you just stay consistent. Yeah. Right. If definitely. you know, unless you know what, unless what you're doing was the thing that caused failure, yeah, then you need to change that up. But otherwise you stay consistent with what you know, with what you value to be true and stay consistent with what your goals are. And even if you have a blip of failure along the way, you just keep going and you push through that failure and you learn from it, you adjust and then you keep going and yep. keep pushing forward. And it's easy for it's easy for people who have success to say in the moment, like, you it's okay it. to fail, oh, but it's oh. hard when you're there because yeah. we've been there and we've been down. We've we've been like, maybe we should not have a company. Yeah. Maybe we should, you know, not, I don't know. We, we've been at the point, you know, early on in our relationship where we're like, maybe we should not have a relationship together. Like, maybe we should... Like we let failure take the reins for us and that's not a good place to be. Definitely. I didn't mean to take to steal your thunder. No, it was right there. I was like, hey, at least it was said. That's all I care about. Yeah. No (laughs) ego here. I don't have to be the one to say it. Yeah. You said it. I was like, oh, she pulled it out. Boom. You did a good job of of saying it too. I appreciate you. Perfect. Um, I think the third thing or the third biggest fear that will hold somebody back Mm. from being great is... (laughs) Talk to me about this one. Uh, um, This is the number one thing that I struggle with. And it is the fear of losing control. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about it. Why you got all like fidgety? I don't know. This one is hard because this is the one that I struggle with literally on a daily basis. Yeah. Literally on a daily we basis. We talked about it and we didn't take it off limits. So. I know. Okay. So losing control for me. I don't even know. I don't even know how to talk. Come on. <laughs> Why are you still? Why are you stuttering? Like, I don't know. why this you? Hard. Like, why are you getting it's all fidgety? It's so personal. Like, okay, it is. This hey, is very. Look, I'm look, being look, look, very look. vulnerable. She right is. Now. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Before we do this, y'all are getting it real. I'm not about to hit the pause button. We literally about to talk through this real quick. Y'all are about to see. We always talk about how we talk through stuff. We're gonna let y'all on the end yeah. real quick because I don't want you, baby. If you don't feel comfortable doing this, we ain't got nothing to prove to nobody out there. Like, I know. So. Look, look at me. The camera's, whatever, it's still rolling. I'm still recording. But if you don't feel comfortable doing this, we ain't got to do it. Because I, I know it is personal to you. I appreciate that. But we, when we talked about it, we said we weren't going to take it off limits. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have issues with this. Do you you want to take a second to get your thoughts so that you can say it how you need to say it? Or sure. do you want to? We can take it off the list. Yeah, no, let's not take it off the list because I think you're right. I think a lot of people struggle with us. Yeah. And for me, it's just very personal and very vulnerable. It's literally been like, I think that times that we have actually fought, it's usually about me not letting go of control of something that I don't need to have control of. Um, and so it's very, this is, it's very vulnerable to talk about. All right. I'm gonna let you get your thoughts together. Okay. You, and then I'm gonna talk cause you know me, I don't care. I know you don't care. Either okay. way. I'm going to think so, about the best way for me to yeah, 
And, and if you decide you don't yeah. want to, like, I get it. Like I said, we ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. And if we want to do another episode and come back around to it on just losing control, we'll do that. Um, or if you don't want to talk about it, we won't talk about it. Because we still got to be here after the cameras and microphones are off. <laughs> so, talking that. about losing Yeah, that, that's my thing. Talk about losing control. Um, for instance, for me, I think that I never really had a problem with this because growing up, I never felt like I had control. Mm-hmm. I always felt like my dad had control. And even sometimes when we're still around, like I don't say much, I just chill because I still feel like that comes back up to the forefront. Mm. So for me, losing control never was a, a big deal for me. Now, when I, you know, went off and I, I kind of became the person that I am now, um, I struggled with it because when you grow up and you never think you have control or you never think you're in control, when you first get that like feeling of what control is, Mm-hmm. It's like a oh, this is what it feels like. It's you like know, powerful. it's a powerful thing. Yeah. yeah. So when you talk about that, I struggled with that earlier in my career, where before I really didn't care. It didn't bother me because growing up, something that was kind of in my mindset that was instilled in me is like you don't have control. You never have control. Um, and then also, I guess if you want to go spiritual on it, and this is just kind of like an overarching like. Jesus is in control. Yes. If you want to be technical about it, if you want yes. to be spiritual about it, I believe that as well. Mm-hmm. So my control is a sub of that. And at my sub level growing up, I never felt like I had anything. So it was always compressed. Mm-hmm. So it was like Jesus is in control and your daddy in control. Yeah, You have no control. Well, Jesus is going to always be in control. So I can't change that. But when I went to the mindset of like, dude, you like actually are in control of the decisions that you make and the things that you can accomplish and the things that you want to do. I was like, this feel good. And then when it started feeling too good, then it became overwhelming. It became Mm -hmm. stressful and it became um, a point in my life to where I was like, all right, dude, like just take a second, step back, chill. Even though you do have control or you're in control or you think you are, some things you just have to let go sometimes. Some things you just have to not worry about sometimes. You can't control everything. You can't be in control of everything because if you do, it's going to drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. And as my mom would say, drive you to an early grave. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like how it worked for me. And, And you're talking about like losing control. So even in our business, even in our relationship, there are times where there are things that I feel like ah, I got to have it. I got to have grips on this. I got to know this. I got to make sure that this is close. I got this yeah. where I'm just like, it ain't even that big of a deal. I'm like, whatever, baby, what you want to do? Yeah. You know where you want to go. Now, there are some things where I'm a little bit more feisty about it. And I'm not just like what you want to do, where you want to go. I'm like, you for work? like you serious? Like, mm. Let's add this in here or okay. let's take this out to where I still got to have that little or I feel like I got to have that little leverage. Um, but that's how it works for me. So that's kind of my example um, yeah. and kind of how my levels of control have uh, went up and down and how it has transformed throughout my life. And I think that I'm glad you started out that way because I think it always does go back to childhood. And I don't know if it was 
for me, um, the fact that I was the oldest or just, you know, circumstances sometimes in our family, but I always felt like I needed to be the one in control and that I was like the protector sometimes. Um, I still remember, and this is such a silly example, but like we would watch movies, like I would watch movies with my siblings who were both younger than me. And, um, we would watch Indiana Jones and I think it, oh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so if you're like a 90s, 80s, 90s kid, you probably know these. If you're not, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. But there's a scene where they open the Ark and all their faces melt off. <laughs> and so I would, yeah. I would cover their eyes so they couldn't see that because I wanted to have that element. Like I was protecting them, but it was also kind of a control thing. Like I'm the oldest. I don't want you to see this. You shouldn't see it. I'm going to make sure you don't see it. Right. And so underlying, even though I'm like, I'm protecting them, there's this underlying sense of control. And that I think has stayed with me, that underlying sense of, I need to be in control of my situation, my circumstances, our business, like this had our relationship, everything has come from instead of just like working together. I think this has brought on probably the most angst, anxiety, and even fights sometimes is that I won't let go of control of things. And it shows up, you know, I mean, even we talk about a, such a mundane thing in our business, there are things that I'm like, we talk about um, when we when we outsource things, Daryl will be like, let's outsource this and this and this. And I'll be like, mm, let's compromise. Let's outsource this, but not this or this, because I want to make sure it's done to my standards. And I have high standards. And we both have high standards. But there are times I'm like, I don't want to outsource because I can't stand to give up control of that element. Y'all know who end up doing the work? Me. <laughs> I'm like, let's outsource it. She's like, oh, no. And here's the thing right here. Oh, I got to see what it looked like. That's true. I do that like, all on the website. You got to be kidding me. Nah, but I get it, though. And mm-hmm. I think your example is good where you, you know, you said growing up, you were the oldest. And it was three of y'all. So mm-hmm. for me, it was a bunch of us. So it really, <laughs> it really didn't matter either way. Um, but for the three of you all and you being the oldest and I'm assuming you took on like babysitting responsibilities and things like that. Yes. Um, th- that's all a part of it. And, and I could totally get that and understand that. Yeah. And then also when you went into college and, and definitely let me know if I'm speaking, um, incorrectly when you had to move away from home and there was nobody else there with you, mm-hmm. you had to take control. You had right. to be in control. Right. Um, and that was something that I'm assuming like continued to manifest itself throughout your life because you were, I mean, not hundreds, but thousands of miles away from home. Right. And you were the only one there at that time until everybody else came through. Right. So you had to be in control of everything because the support wasn't really close enough to where it could get to you. Right. As fast as it could, if need be. It was great for developing independence. Yeah. It was horrible for future relationships and future endeavors for me to have this sense of I need to be in control of everything or I'm an anxious mess. Yeah. So um, anyway, working through that has just been, uh, it's honestly, it's still something I'm working through. And it's been a lot of hard conversations and tough conversations that we've had together, but that I've also had with myself. Yeah. 
and we do talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, y'all kind of witnessed it. Like I told her, let's just do yeah. it real quick. But um, whenever there's a situation to where I'm like, all right, we together have to let this go. That means starting with you because I already yeah. didn't let it go. You're so sweet. And he's like, we, <laughs> like, we, we but I know he means I'm like, we, you. <laughs> we need to just let like, you know, but, yeah. but um, definitely having the conversations and um, yeah. understanding that like it sometimes hold us back from being great together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also independently, I think it interferes with opportunities and trajectory. Yeah. Um, where you're holding on so tight. Yep. Uh, I think is. I agree. You got to learn to let it go. And sometimes if this is not something you can just talk through on your own, go to a therapist. Yeah. Go see somebody. Yeah. Uh, I really want to talk about another fear. Okay. And that is that holds you back from being great. And that is the fear of being judged. Oh, man. This is tough. You Well, for me, that was my whole life. Yeah. I talk about this a lot and it's something that I mean, like growing up, your dad, well known pastor, minister in the community, I felt like everybody was always judging me for everything that I did. <laughs> so I was always afraid. You wanna talk about a fear? I was always afraid based off of other people's judgment and perception of me. Yeah. And even after I I grew, I mean, still to this day, and it's so funny. And, um, you know, everybody that I grew up with and that I know from, you know, the church and my and my dad pastoring and stuff like, you know, I still respect them. I still love them. Um, But now I don't care about being judged. Uh, And you probably know that. and And I know a lot of a lot of, you know, those people follow me and I appreciate the support. Um, and they probably may think things, but I'm living for me though. Yeah. And How do you get past that? Cause I think this one holds a lot of people back. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to come to a point to where you realize that alrighty, like this is my life. This is about me. And the people that are judging me can't control me and dictate where I'm trying to go by me basing my actions off of, what I think they're going to think about me or how I think they're going to judge me. Mm. And it took me trying to skirt and go around and avoid different situations, uh, how I'm being perceived, how I'm putting myself out there to the point to where that stress just like took over me. And I was like, I'm spending so much time trying to do all of these things. And then it goes all the way back to, what we were talking about in inadequacy. I created this fake persona mm. because of what I thought people were going to say or how people were going to judge me or the perception that people were going to have of me. And I created this fake persona and I'm just like, it was, it's stressful trying to live a fake life yeah. full time and live your real life full time. Yeah. Like it's taxing. It's stressful. It can bring on depression. It can bring on anxiety because they're going to overlap, they're going to cross, and you're going to have different people from different angles and different sides. And after a while, like you just kind of just have to take ownership of who you are and ownership of doing what you're going to do that's best for you. And once you do that, you can make the decision to set your goals and to set your plans to live for you and to be the best version of yourself that you can be. 
Ooh. Can I talk about the obvious for a second? Let's talk about it. Social media. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the one you want to go? Yeah, because I think it's important. And I think what you said about, especially about people living a fake life 100% of the time and then living their real life 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's. I mean, even us, like, we're not going to put the temper tantrum that one of our kids threw on social media. Well, actually, I think we did. (laughs) I actually think we did. I mean, but like, okay, so, okay, so let's. I'm Let t- me back up. I, think, I feel like a lot of people are not, and t- and typically we're not putting that stuff out there. Like usually, what you're seeing on social media is a highlight reel of somebody's life, right? Yeah. And so even when we talked about getting more real and more authentic and just putting out it out to everybody, we still do that. I mean, we we are starting not still we are starting to do that, but social media is still like the highlight reel. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that breeds um, comparison. And I think with comparison comes that fear of then being judged by others. Mm-hmm. And whenever I feel like this, like um, like going back to what you said, like the living a fake life and living the real life and the fear of being judged, a lot of times I look at my social media patterns. Yeah. Am I looking too much at other people who I feel like I should be just as successful as, but they're more successful than me instead of being... Um, happy for them? Am I being jealous? Mm-hmm. And so I have to to like combat this and this fear of being judged and this even fear of me judging others. I have to take a step back from social media. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, um, well, one, let me clarify this. So when we are capturing our family and our authentic moments and stuff, when our kids are running around yelling and screaming, we ain't got time to be recording and taking pictures. That's true. We're trying to get, we're trying to get little dude because he about to fall and bump his head on cement or something like that. Yeah, that's or, true. Or Anna is, you know, screaming and, you know, and <laughs> closing doors and doing whatever she does. And I'm like, we ain't got time to be trying to record all this. That's true. We're trying to resolve some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have those. And we don't mind sharing those and talking about those. So we don't want people yeah. to think that, that we're just putting out this fake life. No, we, we, and, and there comes with that, the fear of being judged Yeah, for putting too much out that, you know, we have, we can look at this from a different angle too, because we've had people be like, you're too much. Y'all are too much. Yeah. Somebody told us I'm that. Like, I'm like, un- well, I have unfo- choice, I have choice un- words, yeah. but <laughs> I'm like, unfollow me. Yeah. Unfollow us. Like, okay. Unfriendly. Like, I'm sorry. We're too much for you. But I think that... Um, but there's still that fear. Like, you don't want to be judged, and especially by people that you love and care about or that yeah. are your friends. It's hard. I, and to be honest, when that person said it to us, because it's somebody that... We love. We love. Mm-hmm. I I thought about it for a second. I'm not going to be like, I was just like, oh, unfriend me. I don't care. Like, I thought about it, and I was just like, like, dang. Like, yeah. I barely get to see you, but when I do or we get to communicate or talk to you or over social media or over you yeah. know, text message, this is what you're going to say. Like I thought about it for a second. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to front and sit here and be like, Oh, I got it all together. Like, you know, I don't care about being just like I did thought about it and it did mm-hmm. touch me in an emotional like space. And I was just like, it dang, it did for a little bit. And then I was just like, well, I guess I'll talk to you in another two years and you can tell us how much more we're doing. Like after the fact, yeah. like when I sat down and put it all together. Um, but when you're talking about being judged and you're talking about social media, um, like you have to think about 
why. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason why a lot of people do it is for that um, validation. Mm. So they're kind of like asking for that judgment for validation and they're putting out the positive stuff. Right. Because if they are being judged or people are looking at them, like it's validating to them for people to be like, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. That looks so fun. You're doing so great. That's true. And they live for validation. And that comes through a form of judgment. That's true. That's um, a positive judgment. Yeah. So you have but then to you open the door for negative. judgment Yeah. Too. And people don't take that so well. No. Um, so I, I think that you have to make sure that that's mentioned as well. How do you get past that? Oh, man. I, I think that's a lot of soul searching. Yeah. Um, a lot of soul searching and understanding and knowing what your agenda is. Yeah. If that's your agenda because you are getting financially compensated for it mm-hmm. or like for whatever reason, you know, I think that's your thing. Um, I always use the analogy of the housewives of everywhere. <laughs> like they everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. They put their stuff out there just so they can get judged because that's what people want to see. People want to people want to give people their opinions the and they want the drama. Yeah. So um, I guess you well, just kind of go one way. I think or the if you other get negative it. judgment, know your values and know what you're trying to do. It yeah. can hurt, and you can question. You can be like, "What am I doing?" No, first of all, know how much that opinion actually matters to you. Right. If it's something that matters to you a lot, like either if it's a a person that matters to you a lot, or b if the opinion does matter to you a lot, then maybe you can take it into consideration. Yeah. But if it's one or the other, like maybe the person matters to you a lot, but their opinion, you're like that you have. Have no idea what I was trying to do, which happens to us a lot. Yeah. And so we just ignore it and keep moving on. Or the person doesn't really matter, but their opinion does, then you can then you might be able to say, okay, well, maybe they have a point. Yeah. Um, but I think you just kind of know where you stand, know where you're trying to do, like you said, your agenda, and yeah. figure out if if what you were doing is right for you. Yeah. The main thing though, don't be scared. Don't, don't be scared, don't be scared of, of being judged. People are going to do it regardless. <laughs> They're going to do it anyway. Whether it's positive or negative, whether you want it or you don't want it, people are going to judge mm-hmm. you regardless. So don't be afraid of it and don't let it stop you from being great. Yeah. And if being great means that you're going to be in the limelight even more, you're going to be judged more. Yeah. You're going to be judged more. People, Yes, we. Yes. So you have you to. Will be. Yeah, you <laughs> from just experience, to, yeah, we're telling you. <laughs> you have to learn how to take it, and, yeah. and you see. I don't know if y'all saw me. I just now realized in the camera, like it, it makes me uneasy about it because I don't want people to um, take what we're saying the wrong way, and and I'm not uncomfortable. Like I get uneasy about it only because I know, and we've experienced this. A lot of people that we care about and that we truly love, and that are important to us are people that exemplify this towards us in our life. And sometimes I think they do it and they don't even realize that they're doing it. Yes. And I'm just like, so you straight up just judging me like that? And you're going to put that out there like that or say that like that? And and I don't think that they realize that they're doing it. And and, and it does make me uneasy sometimes because when it's people that you care about or people that you're close to or that you were close to because we had to cut some people off as well. Yep. Like, it bothers you because you're like, dang, well, I really thought that this person was there for me. They supported me. They cared for me. And I didn't think that by me being successful or by me doing better for myself would make them judge me in a negative way. Yeah. 
it's hard. Yeah. So, but don't be scared of it. No. That's one thing. We're not scared of it now. Not anymore. And what we've done is just kind of figured out ways between us of how we're going to continue to move forward from it. So, but we're not scared of it. We don't do anything any different to try to avoid people judging us. We're just like, all right, how you want to navigate this? How you want to get through this? Yeah. Do you want me to call this person? Do you want to talk to them to find out what's really going on? Or do you even care? Right. It's plain and simple as that. So I'm like, that was my cousin who did that. And she's like, oh, well, we're going to see him at the family reunion. I'm like, probably so. Shoot him a text real quick and find out what's really going on. What's the undertone to the message? Yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple as that. Yep. So. Anyway. All right. That is all of our tips. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you got it live. Don't be scared. Yes. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't let these things that are fear inducing hold you back. Even though we understand we've been there, we've had to overcome them. We still are overcoming them on a daily basis. Yeah. Don't let them hold you back from being great. Yeah. You deserve to be great. Yeah. If you don't believe it, I believe it for you. And hopefully you can take that energy that I just poured out and pour it on yourself. You deserve to be great. Do what you can to continue to level up. Do what you can to be the best you. Because if you don't, why? No, never mind. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> that was going to be mean. You deserve it. Go get it. it. Don't be scared. That's right. All right. Until the next time. Until the next time. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics. And we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com. Or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.